Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, coming to y'all with a new microphone, so that's why you might be hearing me a little different, so uh, really excited to be able to use this really awesome mic set that I bought that is like a big upgrade from what I had before, so y'all will definitely hear me a little different. And so let's go ahead and introduce our two co-hosts here for the night. First, uh, let's go over to Jared this time because he is fresh coming from Tucson after a really interesting doubleheader match, which he'll be talking about shortly. So, Jared, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I had the, uh, the quick business trip down in Pima County, uh, taking in uh, both of the games. Good experience. Uh, we'll dive into that shortly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all that too. And next, uh, let's go over to Elk Grove with podcast mom Sharon. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. My computer's a little bit slow, but all good. Yep, Super Bowl just ended. We're recording on a Sunday evening after the Super Bowl just ended, and I had actually picked Kansas City to win, and they didn't quite win by the points that I wanted them to win by, but they won. So um, I'm all I'm all good. Plus, I also maybe made a little bit of money in a uh, football pool thingy thing. I know we're gambling, whatever. But um, yeah, so all good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you know you also made some money in the process as well. And I just feel bad for all the fans in Philadelphia because they've had three sport teams actually lose in the same season, right? The, the Union, MLS, the Phillies, and baseball. And then now, you know, the Eagles... And football too, right? So, oh darn! Yeah, I can imagine their pain. <laughs> Let's go ahead and bring that pre-recorded message. So, Sharon, go ahead and introduce us to your segment. And now, one of my favorite segments, "Glosses of Gratitude," where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. All right. So that was uh, our intro. And I'm just going to go ahead and, and kick it off really quick for galazas of gratitude since you just heard the introduction. Why not follow up with mine? And I want to thank, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I want to thank the, the Bartholomew family for a couple things. Um, they hosted a killer event yesterday. Uh, Bartholomew Family Vineyards with Christopher Sellers hosted a rosé release party, and it was a blast. Tina Carlson attended that with me, along Brett, of course, Brett Bartholomew, everybody knows Brett, um, also was there. It was so much fun. There was good music, good food. Tina finally caught up with me. Galazes of gratitude to her. My birthday lunch. <laughs> she was back in September, but she finally... Uh, we, she bought the food truck food and we had a great feast and had some great conversation, good wine. And then today I got invited back to the Bartholomew family for a Super Bowl party, which was excellent. They have a, a, a great spot uh, there. So just that's it. Glosses of gratitude to that and the people who, um, separate subject, helped do a massive cleanup on, uh, if you follow me on Facebook, um, also on Instagram, you'll see a post of this massive cleanup that we did of a lot of encampment debris washout yesterday uh, morning. So busy weekend, but thankful for everybody who pitched in one way or the other and for parties. You know, what What else is there to say thank you for? You know, here we go. Jared, what about you? Well, first of all, I want to give a big uh, glosses of gratitude to Mother Nature for yesterday, because as soon as I passed the same intersection that Scott Bradford and I took refuge at, in October, as soon as I thought to myself, gee, this place looks familiar, here comes a raindrop right on my face. So, but thankfully this time, Mother Nature was more forgiving. So once again, you know, glosses of gratitude to Mother Nature. And also for bumping into Amanda, who uh, was the most recent uh, president of FC Tucson. So I was actually looking for one of those uh, large posters. Uh, Commemorating the desert uh, showcase, and she was kind enough to let me know where I can go ahead and get some, and I was given a couple. So, thank you very much, Amanda, and look forward to heading back down there again to see possibly Academica SC. We'll see when the schedule comes out, and then also a uh, big loss of gratitude to, to my sister-in-law, Michaela, and, and her husband, uh, Alex, for letting me crash uh, 
last night over there. And since I'll be back this coming weekend, they'll hopefully remember to bring my FC Tucson blanket, which I bought uh, last night, which is the perfect blanket for if so. Yeah, definitely thankful for for all that that happening this past uh, couple of days. And how about you, Luis? Well, first of all, I want to say a big loss of gratitude to you, Jared, for live streaming the match yesterday. And I know it's something that we kind of planned last minute because we weren't sure, right? Like circumstances, you said Mother Nature, like, is the game going to happen? And not just that, right? But we can't just promise something and then, you know, one circumstance or another, and then you can't make it to the game. And we already kind of put it out there. So uh, it was an impromptu thing, but we actually got quite a crowd tuning in, especially in the second half when I think we had like up to like 13 people uh, watching the show at the same time. And for us, I mean, that's a big deal because again, it wasn't something we had previously promoted. And if anyone missed it, it's on the Facebook page. The The lives actually autosave on there. So thank you so much, Jared, for uh, sharing that with everyone. And also thank you to everyone who tuned in, left comments. I mean, we were all having a blast being able to get a glimpse of what was going on, which we know it's tough. It's preseason. Not everything gets live streamed. In fact, it's often even challenging for us to see anything of preseason, right? Because there's like closed door games and even the ones that we can go to, there is no feed coming through. And so we really appreciate uh, everyone who, who tuned in as well. Yeah, it was, I'm just glad I was able to uh, get as much as I can. I know, unfortunately, it brought back memories of Taft Stadium with uh, everybody walking in front, but unfortunately, that's out of stadium design. But I'm just glad to at least give some kind of a, a fix for, for Republic FC fans wanting to see live action uh, during this preseason. Yeah, I, I know there were some comments coming through, people saying like, hey, we we miss the team so much. You know, this is kind of a way for us to feel like we're we're there. So it definitely allows people to have that opportunity as well. Cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead and give a brief breakdown of what we'll be covering tonight. So we're going to be talking about the game yesterday, Jared giving us his perspective on what he noticed, uh, some of the new guys as well, and how they've been adapting to the team. I know there's some uh, attendees from the tryouts that were also there as well. So kind of interesting to see him in the starting lineup yesterday. And then we'll mention some of the new names that have come through to the team since our last recording, which I know it was a while back last month. And thank you all for <laughs> still, you know, subscribing to us, still being around. You know, we didn't really have anything going on as much. And then I got sick, so I we, we couldn't really record unless y'all wanted to not really hear me as much. <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely be back on a recording schedule, doing live shows as well, and especially when we have more games going on. So a bit of a slow preseason, but once season comes back, we're going to be right back on it. So let's go ahead first again, talk about the matches that Republic has had before. In the past week in this Desert Showcase, we lost against Chicago 4-0, and that wasn't a match that unfortunately we were able to see. So we probably can't really comment much on that <laughs> other than, again, it was the first preseason game and new players against maybe a Chicago Fire squad that, you know, was maybe more so what their starting 11 might look like. So always challenging to be in those circumstances. But as coach mentioned that, you know, he's just trying out players right now. So we can't really take any score too seriously because, you know, this is the time for new players to get some playing time and you know, let us know what we can expect from them this season. But Jared, as we mentioned, was at yesterday's game against Real Salt Lake in which we tied 1-1. So Jared, just tell us more about what it was like for you to be back in that stadium that you had just been to see Fuego play last year and then your overall thoughts on, on the team yesterday. Well, yesterday was uh, overcast and quite windy, so you can kind of gauge my uh, fears as far as hoping the match would still go on. And thankfully it did, so... There was no rain on that, and there was uh, actually quite a bit of turn up, uh, turn up for the uh, the fans there. Uh, I did notice uh, significantly more uh, Real Salt Lake fans uh, that were in the stadium. It uh, being a doubleheader, a lot of the fans kind of changed hands. I, saw, I had seen some Chicago Fire fans. Uh, I actually saw a Colorado Springs uh, Switchbacks fan in a parking lot, so 
that was kind of odd to see. Uh, but the overall game experience was pretty good. I mean, you had a lot of uh, families out there, you know, a lot of kids, you know, kitted up in their local teams and whatnot. But it was, it was a great family atmosphere, uh, even if it's uh, in Tucson. So I would definitely recommend, you know, if you're in the area in February, you know, definitely try for it. Uh, as far as the first match, it went pretty well. I did see some of the uh, old familiar uh, faces, uh, such as uh, Duke Lacroix, uh, Malik Foster, uh, Matt Mahoney, and uh, Drew Scunrich. Unfortunately, I, didn't, I wasn't able to, to really chat with any of them. Um, I, I did get like a quick uh, wave hello from a couple of them. But I did notice that uh, Malik uh, probably was uh, a little bit s- slow. But then again, you know, this is preseason. You know, you still got to get the kinks worked out. Uh, it was a pretty hard-fought match. Colorado was really putting it uh, against uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago had their chances, uh, too, but uh, ultimately it ended up being a 0-0 draw. So I, I definitely think that once uh, uh, Malik uh, get, gets uh, finally tuned for the season, and then, of course, uh, Duke Lacroix, I mean, he had a pretty good night out there. They're, they're definitely going to be a problem for, for the league. But transitioning over to our game, uh, once uh, they had the hour break in between matches, some of, some of the newer folks or the invitees, you know, they had their initial issues at, at beginning, but, you know, they started picking up, especially in the second half. I mean, the second half was definitely more of a Republic FC half uh, compared to the first half when uh, Real Salt Lake uh, got one on the board. The goalies and uh, uh, goalkeepers ended up being uh, Carlo, Carlos Saldana for the first half, and then the second half switched over to uh, Danny Vitiello. And, and once again, with this being preseason, not everybody's going to be performing perfectly. It's not going to be playoffs mode uh, right from the get-go. But this is the perfect opportunity for some of the newer signings, uh, the camp invitees to you know, get a good feel for, for how this uh, club operates. But uh, ultimately, when it came to the, to the game, uh, I was able to watch uh, Keiko actually get the assist over to to one of our favorite uh, players on the show here, uh, Dougie. He was able to notch one in, so he got, he got that one in about I want to say about maybe the seventy fifth minute or so. It was before the eightieth minute. I, I know that that well. But uh, they also had some chances to try to get that uh, one that goes over the top, but you know it wasn't the B. But either way, it was still a good match. I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, there were kids up in the upper levels. So when we went live, you kind of heard uh, the loud stomping because they were up up in the, the taller seats or uh, the higher up seats. But you could hear them shout Sacramento. And of course, with how the seats are, I was able to stomp with them. So you probably heard that, of, of yeah. course. Oh, yeah, you could hear it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot more RSL fans because, I mean, we're next door, uh, more or less, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, Utah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after the match ended, you know, I saw a couple of the players uh, kind of hang out uh, toward the sideline, but then uh, made their way in. Uh, did actually beforehand while they were doing their warm-ups or taking a break from the warm-ups, I, you know, uh, waved high and chatted with a couple of players. Matt LaGrasso was the first one to say hi to me. You know. And, of course, I also saw Roro. He actually played uh, in the game for, for a little bit, uh, chatted with him for, for a moment. And also did meet one of our newer signings, Jared Timmer. And I kind of joked with him that, uh, you know, to let him know that the Council of Jared's meet in August in Phoenix, (laughs) because I've got a Jets buddy of of mine uh, that lives around Scottsdale. His name's also Jared. So there we go. (laughs) That's awesome. You had mentioned the crowd. I could hear the chanting for Sac Republic. It was awesome. You know, I I did hear a little bit of the... um, Salt Lake or whatever the cheer was for them. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's Sacramento so much better because the cadence is perfect. It was great to hear that over your phone, essentially. It was like, oh, my goodness, we can hear the Sacramento fans. The other thing that I thought was brilliant was you got picked up on a couple social media pieces. And then you made the Sac Republic social media page. You know, it was, it was great to see you in the storyline because FC Tucson threw you up there, you know, as far as fan support. Um, that was fabulous. You know, we always love seeing the love, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one I was uh, kind of walking to my seats and, you know, all of a sudden I see someone with, you know, with the camera, you know, point at me. So I, so of course I had to pose, you know, with, with the kit and also, you know, the photographer, you know, was like, oh, awesome. You know, awesome. You know, 
go Republic FC, you know, and, and all that. But uh, no, the second one, I, I was barely brought to attention about that through through our chat. So I mean, so I went back to the FC Tucson's story and sure enough, saw that. And then also uh, Sac Republic FC had retweeted it as well. Yep. Yep. You were there with the famous towel. So it's now in pictures and more people can know about the famous uh, lucky towel, right? That you take with you everywhere you go. Yeah, I may I may have to bring it for a Rising FC switchbacks game out, out here in Phoenix, uh, at, at least just to gain the attention of our for, former players. So who knows? Yeah, that would be interesting, too. I knew that they definitely would notice you and remember you, right? Because they just saw you. And I mean, everyone knows you, Jared, right? You travel places and players remember fans, especially those that are like traveling. I think more sometimes than home because... I mean, you're going out of your way to like go to all these cities and it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, hopefully I can uh, build some more miles uh, this season. Uh, as far as Tampa in June, that one's still to be determined, but uh, I've already got uh, March lined up. Uh, I've, I've already got a Kings ticket for, for March 27th. Now I'm just waiting for a public FC to put their tickets on sale so I can go ahead and get March 25th lined up against uh, San Diego. Yeah, that they need to hopefully get those tickets on sale, get people in those seats, and let's let's have a great season. You know, I don't know that you. I I I think we should talk to some of the players, see if they can't get you a comp to get in on. Uh, you know, your birthday weekendy thing. I, I I just don't want to see you pay for a ticket when you travel so far to get here. That's the least that the club could do is comp you a ticket. Connor, what do you think? Do you think that there might be a ticket floating around? Notice how I brought in Connor. Are we going to, the music? Oh, did I hear the music? Yeah, yeah, I heard something. I heard a couple of times. Well, maybe if not a ticket, maybe a beer or something like that. Because, you know, every time I go for a home match, you know, I'm sure the other sections are are well and nice and everything like that. But I've got to sit with TVB. You know, those are my people's. I'm sure they would give you a TVB ticket if you wanted a TVB ticket. Somebody could find you one there. The other thing is, you get a ticket, you come in, go sit with TVB. I mean, come on. <laughs> we all migrate. Yeah. Uh, yep. We'll, we'll see. The, Luis is the king of migration. Luis gets a freaking cheap ticket, then he looks around. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I get set you up. I just gave you up. I'm so sorry. I get tipped by some people. You know, I won't mention names, but some people tell me like, hey, come over here or hey, you better come over here. And, you know, I I got to go. Right. I don't want to make friends mad. Right. So that's what I'm going to say True. right there. We, I'm gonna we say just, I know Oz. I wish Ozzy and Doug and all them would be listening to this because they get the couches. Right. That whole clan gets the couches it's like, come on, dudes, hook us up. Invite us over to your Modelo couch suite area sometime. Okay. Okay. Now that now now that's starting to sound a little good, right? Right there. I mean, couch right beer, next to, right next to TBB, sort of. It's like that corner. Mm, now, now that's got me thinking. <laughs> we need the couches. It might happen. Well, we'll see. No promises, right? But we'll we'll try to make it happen on maybe on the twenty fifth. But we'll see. <laughs> well. That, that was the match yesterday. There's a couple more preseason matches that we have. We're going to be playing against Austin on Wednesday, uh, this upcoming Wednesday, the 15th. After that, we travel to Monterey. That's a friendly that anyone could go on the 18th, this next Saturday at 3 p.m. So if anyone's going, please let us know. I'm not sure if I'll be going, maybe, but we'll, we'll have to see uh, how the day uh, fares out. But after that, we play against Oakland Roots on March 1st. Uh, so it's going to be a long little break in between both matches, which is probably good. So that way coach can analyze the team, figure out what squad do I want for these last two preseason games? Because of course I feel like he would want a solid team already for those two games, right? Basically what we'll probably see on the opener on 11th. And then after that, we play our last preseason game, March 4th at home against Monterey again, 1 p.m. early start time. Go get your tickets if you haven't yet because they are going to be doing a fan fest after the game. And so you will be able to get a chance to 
go on the field, meet the players, and I'm sure they're going to have other festivities too. And one more thing that they're prepping for right after Monterey, they have an invite only for season ticket holders, but you have to complete the invitation. If you got an email from the front office, it's an invite only to attend a training session. Um, You know, it's a, they've done it before. It's actually pretty fabulous. Not very many people go because it's a a Friday morning, uh, the 24th. Mm I think it's the 24th Friday morning, but it's so worth it to go do that. If you, if you have a season ticket, that's the only way to be able to have access to that. So that's a special perk for season ticket holders this year. Check your email if you haven't done it already. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that they're giving season ticket holders that perk because y'all, especially some like you, Sharon, like y'all have been around for a while and every single season, there's been a lot of changes. Some seasons haven't been as great, but you're still there renewing every year. And so they they need to get more perks, as as I always say. They have a lot of my money. If I think about all the years (laughs) that I've given money, they have a lot of it. I'm not mad about it, though. Hey, (laughs) look what it has built. Yeah. Think about it. That's true. I mean, I think about how much I've also spent on like merchandise and Thinking back to 2015, so my first match, buying that jersey, being like, all right, it's a little expensive, but I'm probably not going to be coming as much. And then flash forward to now, right? And it's like, oh, I don't know about that. I've, I've been <laughs> so many times. And yeah, it's it's worth every dollar. I mean, all the things that the team does and whatnot is, is really awesome. So a huge shout out to all of y'all who are season ticket holders and spend money at the merch store, all the fans. I mean, it's it's great. Great place to spend your money at. Cool. Well, that's going to be the preseason schedule up until uh, the first season game, which won't be at home. It'll be at El Paso on March 11th, uh, but we'll still have to wait the following weekend uh, to play against Charleston Battery on the 18th at 7 p.m. So we shall see what the team is like. I know yesterday in the lineup, uh, there was two invites from the camp that the teams had. I know that they didn't really mention them by name at least the place where i saw the starting lineup and i thought it was kind of interesting but jared did you happen to observe those like two players that were invited from the camp or well i did unfortunately i didn't have a uh, program and i didn't really uh, catch uh, the roster because uh, i was just uh, getting set up for for live feed i i really wish i had a better better chance to, to look at the uh the camp invitees and some of the folks that uh, were uh, brought on uh, as far as that goes. But I, I think uh, with the Monterey games, you know, everybody's going to get a better chance to, to see how they operate the Austin match, which I did hear uh, uh, Jared Timmer mention um, a little bit er- earlier while I was in Tucson with some other folks. I believe that one more than likely is going to be a closed door match because they will be going up against uh, Austin FC for, for that match. In fact, I also saw, uh, the schedule on the ESPN app uh, as well mentioned that date. So I figured, okay, that does sound about right. To, you know, with all the preseason matches that a lot of the teams are having so far, having multiple, uh, numerous ones. But yeah, I would say uh, this coming Saturday, if uh, since it should be open to the public there in, in Monterey, hopefully someone will stream it uh, and give us a better chance to see how these new folks uh, line up. If all else fails. Yeah, March 4th, it's going to be the perfect opportunity for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll be able to get a an actual glimpse into the team at home before we start the season. And I'm really glad that they chose to play against MLS teams because that's the real challenge there, right? Not that teams in our league wouldn't be, but you want to play against the top dogs and, you know, like fair yourself against them because you might be playing against them in the Open Cup later on as well. So it's it's a good little a preview to that and yeah, especially austin speed, too austin was speed, good yeah and speed of play is way different and we have to uh learn how to have more a uh, better speed of play after watching some of the english premier league matches this weekend the speed of play is phenomenal you know especially the the teams that chose not to just stand on the ball and wait for somebody to get open and that's one of the things that we're trying to work out of our system you know, we're working on speed of play, like make your decisions quicker. But let me ask you a dumb, this is a dumb question. I'm sorry, guys. Is the Austin friendly? Is that in Austin or here in Sacramento? 
In Austin. In Austin. Okay. Oh my gosh, the poor guys. They're traveling. That's not an easy, oh, it's another one of those, uh, you know, to get to Tucson, flying into Tucson. It's like, uh, it takes a while, you, like no direct flights kind of thing. Same thing with Austin. You, It's not an easy in and out. So oh, I feel for them. But you know what? It's preseason. They're up for it. They're young. They can handle it, right? Yeah. And if anything, they just take a two-hour bus uh, from down in Tucson up to Phoenix and fly from Phoenix to Austin because technically uh, for the Open Cup final, I flew in by way of Austin. So it's not terribly bad, but uh, yeah, to spend uh, several days in Tucson, come up to Phoenix and then fly to Austin and then turn around a couple days later to go to Monterey, that's definitely going to be a stretch. Uh, but just kind of going back on, the, you know, definitely the uh, preseason against the MLS. That's one reason why I was so happy when I heard that Republic FC was going to be invited to the to the Desert Showcase, because that is one of the better uh, preseason invitationals, you know, for USL championship teams to test their medal against uh, MLS clubs. I mean, we're, we're seeing not only Colorado Springs and Republic FC play against the MLS teams, but also there's other teams that were invited as well, such as uh, Phoenix Rising FC, uh, New Mexico United, and I believe there might have been a couple others because uh, I was able to get a picture of all, all the uh, club crests that were participating. So this has been a longstanding uh, preseason invitational, and I'm glad that possibly because of our progress last season that we were finally given the call up to play in Tucson. So I'm hoping we, we get in next year, but it's definitely going to be a great tool to help the Republic FC up their game, especially against MLS opponents that, like Sharon said, we could be potentially playing against in the Open Cup this year. Yeah, it's nice to be able to go to one spot, have multiple teams there, minimize your traveling and get to get two games in is perfect. So yeah, I'm all for them doing that too. And, and of course, also giving the guys a break from how cold it is over here, right? Because I'm sure... Temperature wise, and I was checking it yesterday. I think it was uh in the low 60s, right? When they're playing, and that's great, right? Better than <laughs> playing over here with you know maybe like 40, 50 degree weather. So uh, that's another perk, right? Of, of going down there. And I'm sure that's why they go there because it's just the perfect spot, probably the best weather right now in, in the country. So um I'm glad that's all that went down. Well. Really quick, let's talk about uh, some of the names that were added to the roster that we haven't mentioned quite yet. So we got three defenders. We got Johnny Fenwick from England, uh, Jared Timmer, as Jared already mentioned, from the League of Jareds as well. Shane, and I'm probably going to butcher his name. It's probably going to happen often. It. I'll say it. It's oh, Shane just... Wheat. He basically says, think of the wheat like um the what you eat you eat wheat wheat flour he says that's how you pronounce it is wheat and in oh, fact okay. his twitter hand in fact his twitter handle goes as wheat bread so to kind of get you thinking of how to pronounce it oh perfect okay there we go uh shane wh wheat yeah he's still wheat. he still had a little <laughs> wasn't sure <laughs> i was still gonna say there well that's gonna be interesting too i think we'll i'll probably be calling him wheat thins just as a nickname, right? I mean, that, that'll probably be one. And then, I mean, Jared Timber is going to be the ongoing joke. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's got to be with the League of Jareds now. Like <laughs> uh, that, the way I think of it, and, and I know I'm going to age myself by saying this. Uh, for for the for those of our listeners uh, that were around in the '80s, uh, you probably recognize a show called New Heart. And in that show, uh, there was a, a running gag of the, the Daryl Brothers. So. Yep. It's not going to surprise me if my friend Jared in Scottsdale, if we both go to this match, we ha have like a social a social media recording of uh, Jared Timmer uh, introducing himself. Hi, my name is Jared. This is my brother, Jared, and this is my other brother, Jared. So I knew you were going to say it, but it was it, it was Daryl, Daryl and Larry. That's that's true. That's true. So I've just barely got back into watching New Heart on I think decades TV. So it, a lot of it's starting to come back. I love it. Oh, that, that's got to happen on social media. Now I'm just saying, Jared, when when you you make that happen, like just. But there's an video. accent that has to go with it. If you if you ever watch it, that's yeah, true. There, there's a there's the the accent. It's totally about the accent that they used. Oh, I, mm -hmm. I think Jared's pretty good at accents. I think he yes, could do he it. Is. <laughs> And the wheat bread part, well, it's still a work in progress. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out that sticks. 
yeah. like wheat bread. If he likes wheat bread, it's kind of like um, it's it's like Condon. You guys wouldn't say Condon for Connor Donovan, but that's his nickname. I mean, they call him. Yeah, I mean, uh. so yeah, you guys had a hard time with that one, but it's literally there's nothing wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with wheat bread. But I don't know. We'll have to find out um, what he wants. You know, what does what does Shane want? We got a whole uh, preseason to figure it out. <laughs> right. And then yeah. we've got some other new guys. Uh, Luis, keep rattling off some names. We've got some somebody from Colombia. And I, yeah. <laughs> I, I so, had a casual conversation with somebody asking, uh, why are we bringing in a I think he's 29. Why are we bringing in a 29 year old striker from Colombia? But we get to see why we picked we brought him in because look at Keko. And he's phenomenal, but he's older, but he's phenomenal. Look at Roro. Anyhow, keep telling us about some <laughs> of our players. Yeah, so we got two more. We got Arnold Lopez, another Lopez joining the team too uh, from Venezuela. And we got Sebastian Herrera from Colombia too. And he's only played in Colombia. Interesting stats that he brings to us too. He's played in the first division. Maybe I think like one or two teams in the second division, a little bit in Ecuador. So, I mean, I'm all for bringing players from South America because they bring a whole different game to any team. And I'm really excited to see him on the pitch. So one of the things that I'm excited, and I think we've talked about this in our chat, you know, it took it took Keko a year to get used to getting kicked. You know how uh, in the in U.S. soccer, it's a little bit different. physical. It's a different physicality. You know, um, guys aren't afraid to kick each other in the United States. I don't know. Maybe we're just physical. But I'm hoping that our Mr. Herrera from Colombia can adapt quickly to our style of play. I mean, I I know that um, our new signing from the UK, he'll probably be fine. You know, they have a little bit more of a physical style. But Jared, what do you think about, you know, at how long we expect our um, our new guys that might not be used to the physical nature of the U.S. play, especially USL? I mean, they're still kicking each other a little bit more. What do you think? How long? Yeah, it will take uh, some uh, adjustment period uh, for, for these uh, folks from uh, South America because, yeah, there is definitely going to be uh, a big difference in play. Um Central and South America, you know, it's, it's definitely more of a uh, cerebral approach, whereas U.S., I mean, we definitely throw them bows uh, around. So it's, it is going to be a bit, bit of a culture shock as far as North American soccer goes. But, you know, they've 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 got some experience in some of the top uh, top tier leagues in uh, Venezuela and, and Colombia. So hopefully it won't be too much of a challenge for them. And, and I hope they flourish because they've from what I've seen on some of the scouting reports uh, from the club, I mean, these are some pretty, pretty good pickups. I just hope they translate just like uh, with a uh, Keiko, you know, his big success overseas now coming into the U S and look how he's done this past season with, with the Republic. I mean, it's just amazing. He's just, uh, you know, he- helping forge his legacy in, in just one season. So yeah, I definitely uh, wish the best of luck uh, to our new signers. I mean, to, to our signees, right. I should say. And, you know, let's get this work done. So let's talk about one of our, our you know, with all these people coming from, not people, not all these, but we have the, you know, we've got new signings. Okay. But we also have, mm-hmm. I think Dougie, even though he's played in the USL before, I think he's, after hearing what happened last night, my hopeful it, it's Dougie 2.0, you know, and that we're going to see a little bit more of a physicality from him. Cause from what, I don't know what you saw yesterday. Did you see a little bit more physicality from him? I, I did. I did. I mean, he wasn't afraid to, to get in there. I mean, this is uh, the Dougie we saw in the, um, probably about the first half or first third of, of last season. I mean, he was getting in there. He was putting, putting the speed in and, you know, it's just like some of us kind of remarked. It's the return of too fast, too short shorts. I mean, ah. he was just, he was in there like a bullet. I mean, he saw the assist coming in from, uh, saw the assist coming in from Keko. He jumped in it. So I'm, I'm hoping that this uh, brings us uh, some good luck. You know, everything going like he used to be. I know there were some hiccups uh, here and there last season. You know, we acknowledge that and it's bound to happen, but 
hopefully with some of this uh, preseason experience uh, against MLS clubs, you know, that's just going to sharpen his caliber on, on the field. You know, that's, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope that, that yeah, he, he turns it up to 11 this season. I, I'm sure he will. You know, it's interesting that you talk about, um, you know, his, uh, all of the players have a mentality. If you're not from here, you know, we only have a couple of guys that are from California or from the area that, uh, themselves. There's a little factor called homesickness. There's a little factor of uh, missing your family, missing the things that brought you comfort for a great part of your life or where you initially started your playing career. You played maybe closer to home, you know, and those are those are real factors in the mentality of being in Sacramento. And I think that's why it's super critical for all of us to always remember that these guys are away from home, a lot of them, and and they long to be near their family and close to their family or close to their wives' families. You know, their wives, whether, you know, it's the guy or the gal, they have roots elsewhere. And to pull up and make home somewhere else different is that's not easy. And so we've got to give them major props and really put our arms around these guys and gals and, you know, embrace the heck out of them. I mean, look at even the, um, our team admin, uh, Steven, I think he's from, well, he went to school in Florida that he's a long way from home, you know, and Cappy, he, they're, they're from Argentina for Christ's sake. And he and his wife, they're a long way from home, our equipment manager. And, but they've really done a good job of trying to embrace the area that that's right here and call it home. So, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, we, we have uh, people in the club, whether it be on the pitch, uh, the support roles, front office, like you said, I mean, they're, they may not exactly have Sacramento roots, you know, but we're, we're glad that they're calling Sacramento home, but also we want to embrace, you know, their, their home as well. I mean, Sacramento being one of the most global cities in, in North America. I mean, we have, we have population from far and wide and a- anything that uh, we can do to, help bring a little part of their world into ours and vice versa. I mean, that would, that would definitely be great. I mean, especially like you said, with a uh, copy being from Argentina, folks being from other States, other countries, you know, we want to have some kind of representation of, of their home, you know, welcome it in, into Sacramento. I mean, cause you know, that's, that's how Sacramento is. I mean, when, when you call us home, I mean, it's not just a, a, a saying, I mean, we, you know, we, we totally put our foot in it. I mean, when we, when we, want you to call us home, but also to, to make it your home. So if, if there's any way that, you know, say for the folks from Argentina, Colombia, Venezuela, Spain, everywhere else, if we can bring a little bit of comfort of, of their home in, into Sacramento for them, that's, that's all the better. Any of the players that you want to go to dinner, you want to go to lunch, grab lunch somewhere locally, Hey, I'm still out there. I'm still willing. I mean, Dami and I grabbed Makuni the other day and it was just so fabulous, you know, to just kind of catch him right when he still had like massive jet lag. I think he was trying to fight himself to stay awake while we were having a bite. Oh, poor guy. (laughs) Anyhow, welcome back, Luis. Luis took a tiny little break. Jared and I covered a few topics and I think we're about ready to wrap it up. But welcome back, Luis. Well, the, thanks. Yeah, the, from what I was hearing, yeah, I mean, Sacramento is, is such a great spot, I think, for any player. And that's why a lot of players end up staying here for a while, right? And we, we've interviewed them, right? They always talk about all their great memories being in Sacramento and all the fans being really welcoming. I mean, Sharon, you just mentioned it, right? Like, who wants to go to dinner? You know, we'll, we'll go out. And it's really awesome to see that, to see players, like, just open up to you, Sharon, and be like, you know, we want to invite you to this dinner that we're doing, right? And sometimes little spontaneous invites too is is really awesome. And, you know, it really makes them feel like, hey, people really care about me here and they want to make me feel welcome because it's not easy going anywhere, right? Even if you're going out of state and let alone traveling from your native country here and not knowing anyone. And so, Great that we have people like you, Sharon, that are willing to do that for players and oh, help think, them out. Yeah, I think anybody, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of folks that are willing to do that and that do do that. Um, there's a, a a huge number, you know, but we have to remember as as fans, 
you have to stop being a fan when you, you know, when you get into a friendship with anybody in any profession, you know, it's, it's like at that point, you have to try to be more on equal footing um, and, and not abuse or utilize that person, that athlete, the musician, whoever it is, you have to be true and you have to have integrity. So at that point, you just, you, you can't let your fandom get the best Mm -hmm. of you. I mean, you can talk about their profession and, and most of the time they don't even want to talk that much about it. They may want to talk about some other team or, you know, something like that, but advice to anybody that is, you know, looking to become more friends or whatever with pro athletes or whatever, take it down a notch, put your fan hat away. Literally, you have to be a real person with just real grounded intentions and fan hat. Set it aside. You're not there to get their autograph. Never <laughs> there to get their autograph or weird gratuitous photos. Come on. That's just weird. Yeah, that, that was what well said. And when it comes down to it, I mean, anytime we get to be friends with players, uh, you really grow to understand that like they're humans just like we are, right? They just happen to have this job that you don't have. But I mean, let's face it, we all have jobs that other people don't have as well, right? So it's nothing different, right? And then I'm glad that you you pointed that out because uh, when you get to know them, it's it's really awesome to form these friendships and find out how they're doing and not always talk about soccer, right? I mean, we like the sport and all that, but I, I get it. I mean, I would feel the same way. It's like, okay, I work an eight to five job. Let me put that aside. Let's talk about other things now too. I mean, that's the reason we do this podcast. I mean, Sharon started doing the show when you were still working too, and we put our job aside. We want to talk about a hobby and not not mention anything. <laughs> We're not getting paid to mention anything. So <laughs> cool. But we will accept so. donations from anybody and then we will mention things, you know, like if anybody wants to sponsor us, you know, otherwise known as oh, Meeks RV, <laughs> you know, you, you helped us out by helping us establish the website. So, you know, Meeks RV, go. <laughs> Go see Meeks RV if you're looking. I'm actually going to talk to Ryan about something, see what they have, um, you know, on their lot, see if they have anything for me. So I'll have to give uh, Ryan Strange and Alicia a, a jingle and say, Meeks RV, what you got? Especially since it's tax refund time, it would be a great time to, to have a look at Meeks RV. Yeah, you guys get refunds. I usually don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, and they're conveniently located next to Highway 99 in the Galt area. I mean, it's perfect. I pass through it every single time I'm going to Sacramento. So it's just really awesome to be able to pass by the website sponsor. And we really appreciate that because we get a lot of visits on the website and people really enjoy that. And it helps us also be able to be discovered by anyone who's out there looking for anything Sacramento soccer. If they want to listen to a show they put that in Google and then we pop up and they could listen to it on there without downloading anything else. So great perk. All right. Well, one uh, last thing here on the show is that I wanted to mention that California Storm has a new logo. Really amazing. I'm really glad that, you know, they, they got their new logo because, you know, we know Academica recently also got a new logo. Of course, Cargo, new team, new logo. And so it's great that they were also able to renew that. Also, Abby Fingold is coming back to the storm. And we're really excited to be able to see her out there as well. So two great news from the Cal Storm. And I we're think still I hear waiting. cheering in the background. I do. I heard some cheering. Yay. Yeah. Yes. It just makes us really excited to hear that too. And, you know, I also have to say a shout out. I didn't mention it earlier, Gloss of Gratitude, but now that we're in the topic, to Ali Neves from uh, Stockton Cargo, the president. We've had him here on the show a couple of times for meeting up with me and uh, actually being able to sell me two Stockton Cargo scarves, which I'm looking forward to being able to wear at my first game that I go to. So huge uh, of gratitude out to Lee for doing that. And yeah, we're really excited. We're hoping that they release their schedules soon. So we can actually plan around that and figure out what games we can go to and 
most importantly, when those three teams are going to be playing against each other and the whole plan with that too. But hopefully, Sharon, you can make it out to Sherlock to an Academica game against maybe Cal Storm when they play over there too. And vice versa, I can go to Sacramento when they play. And yeah, that would be great. And Jared, you too. All I know is my letter carry is going to be hating me this week <laughs> because I got merchandise from the California Storm. Of course, I had to wait for the new crest to be revealed, but thankfully I was still able to get a 2022 champions uh, shirt from them. I also put in an order for Stockton Cargo for both merchandise as well as season tickets. And also, same with uh, Academica. Uh, they're right now going through a revamp of their shop site, but I was still able to get season tickets, which also includes with that a 10% discount and uh, merchandise as well as a scarf. So, yeah, I'm going to be get, getting uh, some packages uh, from the Central Valley uh, within this next week. Plus, another update from Tampa. They, they are sending me out the next package. I've already got the tracking number and I'm due to receive it tomorrow. So I'll uh, do my best to get pictures of what's included. Uh, so, you know, Sorry, I'll keep you I have to laugh because that whole, that whole uh, USL package Tampa <laughs> thing was just, it was, it was so wrong for so many reasons. Oh. Uh. But you know, but big ups to uh, my contact Julian uh, with with the league for putting up with my emails, and I know he's been trying to get it taken care of for the past um, five months or so. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this this is it where we'll be good on this. So the pictures to follow uh, <laughs> after tomorrow. <laughs> now let's see the last box. What was it? Maybe twenty five dollars worth. They promised $200. Okay. All right. We just have to have the math because in this next box, we're going to be making an estimate of how much value there is in the box and then adding it to the other one and seeing if it reaches $200. We'll see. But I, I will say, though, the USL cap I, I did get uh, has actually gotten quite a bit of a, a fandom uh, with the uh, Discord server for the uh, fan-based USL server because I kind of mentioned it reminds me of uh, Rob Lowe wearing the NFL hat and it seems to have taken off over there but you know to be honest I I wear it you know fairly often so it's, it's not not bad of a hat I just kind of wish that there was more in that initial box but once again we'll we'll see what comes across from Tampa uh, tomorrow I hope it's not a, another one of those let's see what who what do we got laying around on so and so's desk you know <laughs> we'll just throw it in a box we'll send it to that guy in Arizona <laughs> Could they really do it again the second time? It's like, now you call them out. If they do it again, I, I don't know what to think about their issue. Now, if it happens again, then I'm calling Gary Harper with three on your side out, out here. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Jared, I think it's really awesome that, you know, you're supporting uh, our three teams here in the Central Valley in the USLW, making those orders, season tickets, all that great stuff. You know, really looking forward to seeing you out here and for us to be able to be at a match, whether it's us three or if only two of us can make it to one match, great. You know, we want to be out there supporting the, the teams and you're doing your part. We're all kind of around here doing our parts, right? Buying merchandise. Sharon's also a season ticket holder with the Storm. And, you know, it, it's all really awesome. And, you know, I, I encourage everyone listening to purchase merchandise. If you can go to most games, buy the season ticket. It doesn't cost that much either way. So even if you just go to a couple matches, again, you're supporting uh, the clubs and they would greatly appreciate all that. And you get a little extra perks as well, being a season ticket member. So go check them yeah, out for this, for the storm. One season ticket is like the price of one match, one and a half matches at Sac Republic, $75 season ticket for two different leagues, $75. And there's also an option on the uh, California Storm website where you can actually make a uh, a $50 donation, for, especially for fans such as myself that can't exactly get in there for, for a, a home match but still want to support the Storm. So that's a perfect option. And in fact, I, I kind of it, – it would be awesome if the Cargo SC and Academica SC had something similar. So at least this way, even though if you're a fan that's not exactly in the Central Valley but want to see the teams grow, it's a good way to, to donate, you know, to, to help you know, water and fertilize that seed, to, to grow it throughout the Central Valley. Good idea. Yeah, that would be really good. 
All right. Well, Sharon, Jared, it's been really great. Again, it's been probably about a month or so since our last episode. So I'm really thankful that we were able to get this coordinated. I know it's getting a little later. We did this after the Super Bowl, as Sharon mentioned earlier, but we're just super excited for what's to come in the next couple of months because seasons are going to start kicking it in and we're going to see some new players, new teams, and we're really looking forward to uh, what this year has in store for us. Also, I want to actually let everyone know we don't have a date for this quite yet, but I'm working on finalizing a date. But uh, our favorite podcast magic, Julian Vijev, will be back on a live show to talk to us more about Fuego season, what we can expect this season, maybe the new players that have been with the team and some of the match dates, which one of them actually falls on my birthday. I'm trying to think if I'll be able to go or not, but it's really awesome that uh, they released their schedule already so we can all start planning trips and figuring out when we can go to a game. So be on the lookout. Just check our socials because that live show might be coming in about like two weeks or so, I'd say. so. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Luis, for getting this uh, podcast going. Appreciate you. Cue the music, Luis. All right, let's go. <laughs> it's still early on in the year, folks. Give us some time. <laughs> We're in preseason two, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I just missed the pass right there. I totally, I was picking daisies. You know, like you look at um, Ariana. Uh, um, oh, brain fart. Her, even her family is from another, I think it's Alabama. I'm not 100% sure. But I know she's not from this area, or Texas, is it? Gosh, I'm like drawing a big fat freaking blank. But the the moral of the story here is 